Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The Sports Cage Podcast is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Order your favorite CBH menu items from the comfort of your home with Skip the Dishes. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Well, today we talk to today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Dave Kirby of Scout Lake has reason to celebrate. He finished his harvest just last night. APAS has launched a task force to improve rural cell phone and internet service. And in the meantime, today SASTEL announces more expansion of cell phone towers in remote areas. We have a market outlook on chickpeas and an update on cattle prices across Saskatchewan during the past week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca A farmer from Scout Lake, about 210 kilometers southwest of Regina, is today's 620 CKRM Country Cookout winner. Dave Kirby farms 8,000 acres with his two sons and has reason to celebrate. He finished harvesting his 2020 crop last night. That's right. We finished last night about supper time. So that was very good, the month earlier and last year. So. And tell me about early yields. How did the, how did the crops come? Uh, they were all good. Um, we weren't really disappointed in anything. Uh, Durham's not were in that probably 40 to 65 range, and uh, canola, we were at about 35, mustard 20 to 25, and uh, lentils in that, you know, 30, 30, I guess. Anyway, so, we, no, we were really, really pleased with the yields. Tell me about the growing season. What was it like this year? Well, we started out with good moisture in the spring, and actually we were very fortunate. We had rain in May and June, and right up until oh, about the 20th of July. And then the tap turned off, but things turned out well. It was hot and dry and made for a great harvest. Another rain in the beginning of August or early August would have really put the cap on things, but like I say, was, we, we really can't be too disappointed with the yields we received and, and that. So it was an excellent year, actually. What do you think of grain markets right now? How do they look to you? Well, some of them are on the way up. Um, hopefully there's more room to, to advance. You know, there's, uh, I know lentils have bounced back a bit. Um, canola's been up a bit from where it was. And uh, I know the mustards, or the mustard is, is holding. It's been a good price and it's still holding there. So, so no, I, I, it, it looks pretty good, I think. What impact has COVID had on your farm? As far as the operation, very little. Um, I guess what where we were affected, 
a self-isolating thing, and we're very cautious. You know, you'd go to town for repairs. You'd phone and order the repairs, and you'd, you'd go, and they'd set them outside, and you'd pick them up. You'd really have no contact with anyone. You know, I, it, we're still pretty cautious. We, I, I know I wear a mask when I go to town, and my wife does too. So it's it's there, and I think it's going to be around for a while. So uh, the social aspect has certainly been affected. Like, we don't we don't do the visiting and, and that that we did previously. Dave Kirby of Scout Lake, about 210 kilometers southwest of Regina, is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. This portion is brought to you by Salford Group. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit salfordgroup.com. And the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. APAS has launched a task force to develop better internet and cell phone service in rural Saskatchewan. Robert area farmer Jeremy Welter is the chair of the Rural Connectivity Task Force. Welter says the task force will meet with industry specialists and the public to find the necessary steps to improve rural internet and cell phone service. So the task force is about rural connectivity. Uh, you know, APAS did a uh, survey back in uh, 2019 and uh, and 2020, uh, and, and we you know we, we did a survey to really determine uh, how happy uh, rural residents were with uh, their cell phone and internet service, and we found that uh, that there were some pretty serious problems with uh, with inadequate connectivity, you know, with with regards to to, to cellular service as well as uh, as internet. You know, we we actually published a report titled uh, "Out of Range," and the report focused on uh, rural connectivity. You know, we we identified some pretty serious issues with regards to you know access to uh, inadequate, or, or or rather not access to, but rather inadequate internet and cell service. Uh, you know, rural residents cited everything from being unable to connect to crucial services such as telehealth, you know, distance education, online auctions, uh, cloud computing software, emergency services. Uh, you know, all of these issues basically uh, and, and, and inevitably as, as the world becomes more connected, uh, they, they really put rural residents at a, at a disadvantage. And not just rural residents, but uh, rural communities. You know, uh, there's, there's any number of different, you know, companies that would happily set up services and set up shop in a, in a local small rural community if they had better access to uh, to some of those services. You know, you, you look at something simple uh, like a manufacturing company that does, you know, AutoCAD designs. Well, if, if they have no access to uh, adequate cell phone or, or internet service, uh, you know, it really limits what they're able to do with manufacturing. And like I say, it, that's just one example of, of the disadvantage that both rural residents and, and rural communities are, are facing. Does this become an important business tool for farmers especially? Absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. For everything from uh, online auctions to our ability to connect with grain buyers, it causes issues with service as well. Not a great majority of it, but there's definitely instances where, you know, a piece of machinery that you've got will throw an error code. And, uh, you know, that error code could be cleared if the piece of machinery was in an area that had better cell service, you know a lot of the a lot of the brand new machinery now comes with cell phone SIM chips built into them, allowing the uh, the dealer access to the uh, the machine's computer, 
and providing them the ability to diagnose and, and repair, uh, you know, random error codes. And, and in a lot of cases, something that should take five to 15 minutes over the phone now results in uh, in a couple of hours of a service call, you know, and, and, and a couple of hours is probably generous because there's a lot of people that don't live within a few hours of a dealership. So now you're paying travel time for someone to leave the dealership and come with a computer to perform a 15-minute fix, but they're on the road for four hours, and, and that comes out of your pocket, right? Tell me about the task force itself. When do you hope to f- come up with a preliminary finding and a final report? So preliminary findings and uh, and regular updates will be provided on uh, on an ongoing basis. We're hoping our final report will be released in, in early 2021. And with a solution in what, what regard? Well, see, solution is uh, is a tough word because what we're hoping to do is is provide you know recommendations and policy actions. Uh, ultimately, solutions are going to come from federal and provincial governments as well as as involved stakeholders. What we can do is we can provide them with uh, recommendations and direction, and ultimately, it will be uh, on their shoulders to uh, to implement those solutions. I guess the World Task Force is expected to release a preliminary report by December first with a final report in early 2021. Meantime, SASTEL announced today it is increasing its investment in the province's wireless initiative to $107 million. As part of the additional investment, SASTEL will deploy 74 new macro cell towers in underserved rural and resort communities by early summer of 2021. SASTEL Minister Don Morgan says it's clear that access to fast and reliable communications service has never been more important than it is now. He says as many as 35,000 rural residents will benefit from improved cell coverage. Once the 2017 initiative is complete, SASTEL's wireless network will grow to about 1,000 cell towers across the province. Today's announcement of 74 macro towers will cost about $72 million. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, joined right now by Dr. Egan Barakoff. We chatted about ASF and how it is still a challenge around the world to try to contain. What is ASF? Because they hear about it all the time, those three letters, mm. it's so common and you know, you just sort of throw it out there and say, oh, you know, ASF, it's a big factor in China and protein, yeah. this protein demand and what's going to happen. But the reality is, is what is it? Because people probably don't yeah. know. So let's start there. Yeah, so uh, ASF uh, stands for African Swine Fever, and it is a unique virus. It's the only virus in that family. And so African Swine Fever virus uh, only affects pigs. It doesn't affect any other species in the world. Um the virus has been around for a very long time, started in Africa, first recognized and identified in Africa. And uh, it affects both wild and um, domestic pigs. It is a lethal virus. So it kills almost every animal infected. It kills 90% plus of every animal infected. But it's not a very infectious virus. It doesn't move very fast. It's slower than molasses. And so good biosecurity can really stop this virus uh, from moving. So this is one of those um, 
viruses that I like to say it's extremely lethal, but it's not very infectious. It only infects pigs, not known to infect any other animal species, including humans. So it's not a food safety issue. Um, it's not a public health issue. But as we're seeing around the world, it is a food security issue. It has dramatically um, you know, killed off pork populations throughout the planet. And so, um, you know, we're very concerned about it here in Canada. We've never had the virus here uh, and we don't want it here. Uh, it is a internationally reportable disease and it would close our borders to our trading partners immediately. And that's what really, really scares us is that even if we get one pig infected in the middle of the country, um, the whole country's closed off from all market access. It, it gives me nightmares about back to BSE, like totally different disease, but like, it, it's that kind of market impact. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nothing like BSE at all as a disease, but its market impact would be, would be detrimental. Uh, everyone in the ch value chain, whether it be the farm family that has their own pigs to the processor, the transporter, the truck washes, the feed mills, uh, we export 70% of our pork production. So this would have a massive impact on the Canadian economy and the Canadian agriculture economy. So uh, we need to work hard to keep this out. Where are we at in terms of the knowledge curve of ASF compared to where we were, say, a year ago? Yeah, compared to where we were a year ago, you know, I think the whole world is continuing to advance on ASF knowledge. Uh, research is happening at a global level on this virus. Um, all the major pork producing countries in the world are dedicating research time. And Canada is right there amongst them. We've got uh, Vito in Saskatoon. We've got Swine Innovation Pork uh, in Canada here, all dedicating resources and time uh, to understanding the virus better and moving forward. Um, I'm on a research group uh, that's working with ASF and we're cooperating with our, our American colleagues and making sure we're not doing redundant things. So they're doing A, B, and C and we're doing D, E, and F and we're expanding our knowledge on the virus, uh, you know, on a monthly basis. And, and, and you kind of allude to it there, but the collaborative side of all of this. A lot of opportunity to understand how this virus can move once it gets into commercial farms, into different farm production models. Um, their research institutions have been working on vaccines and other antiviral programs. And they've also been working on a number of control programs. And that's been... You know, those have been fantastic knowledge transfer opportunities for us. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather clearing early this afternoon. Windies 20, gusting to 40, becoming light early this afternoon. The high today, 23 degrees. The low, 7. Thursday, partly cloudy. Wind southeast, 40, gusting to 60. The high tomorrow, 24. The low, 8. Friday, sunny. The high, 22. The low, 8. 
Saturday, sunny, the high 19, the low 7. Sunday, cloudy, the high 19, the low 6. Monday, sunny, the high 18, the low plus 4. Tuesday, sunny, the high near 16. Normal high for this date is 16, the normal low is 2. The sun rose at 6.47 this morning. It sets at 6.54 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is in the south southwest corner, Mancota, at 19. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, at 9 degrees. Estevan is 17, Saskatoon 16, Swift Current 18, Weyburn 17, Yorkton is 12 degrees. In Regina with sunny skies, it's 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast, 30 gusting to 40. Humidity, 53%. The barometer dropping, 101.8. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 18. Winds are from the east-southeast, 24 gusting to 33. Once again, Regina, sunny and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com The 2020 chickpea crop in Saskatchewan is rated as about average, but there is plenty of variability. An aggressive pathogen has affected some chickpea crops over the past couple of years. Colin Young is the manager of Midwest Grain in Moose Jaw. The research isn't conclusive as to exactly what it is. The net result is the areas that were affected, we saw the beginnings of it last year, that area has expanded. So I would say that 35% of the seeded acres experienced heavy disease pressure and heavy disease pressure that the traditional fungicides weren't able to compensate for. So what you're seeing is a crop that materially died on July 1st that was able to regrow in extreme moisture deficit situations. So the result is in areas that didn't experience the disease pressure, yields were generally 30 to 40 bushels an acre, you know, depending on land quality, moisture throughout the growing season, et cetera. Now areas that were under the heavy disease pressure will be affected by this frost because disease makes the maturity later as the plant is trying to rehabilitate itself. And you're seeing yields below 20 bushels an acre, up to about 25. So I would say that 26 to 27 bushels an acre is a fair average across the board. Young was speaking at the Canadian Special Crops Association annual virtual conference last week. To date, he says chickpea quality is much better than last year. Everything harvested to date is excellent quality, with the caliber being smaller than typical. So a size distribution of 20% 9s, 60% 8s, and 20% 7s, which would be significantly smaller than typical. Now, we had a frost event on September 7th that will surely affect the quality of the remaining harvest to happen. It's most likely to uh, result in some green count locked into the kernels. Uh, we have just started to see the early returns of that harvest in terms of yield and quality. Yields, some producers are experiencing a, a better than expected yield some a little lower than expected, in general, fairly average. Chickpeas are a relatively small acreage crop, but there is quite a discrepancy in this year's seeding estimates. Stats Canada has an estimate of 240,000 acres, while the trade believes it's much lower, somewhere between 150,000 and 175,000 acres. Chuck Penner is an analyst and operates Left Field Commodity Research. He says high prices two years ago led to a big acre increase and it's taking a long time to chew through the supplies. 
In the meantime, Canada faced increased competition for export markets in 2019-2020. One of the reasons why Canadian chickpeas have had a hard time being exported is that Russia has been exporting at record pace. So um, I don't have the July numbers in here, but uh, certainly a new record. And uh, Pakistan and Turkey were the two largest targets. Now, those tend to be smaller caliber, but they still managed to compete uh, very effectively with uh, Canadian chickpeas. As for 2020 production, penners as farmers in most countries responded to market signals and reduced acreage. We're seeing declines in Argentina and in Canada, India. All of these countries have reduced acreage, uh, and in some cases, yields haven't responded uh, very much as well either. Russia, that one I'm not sure of where that number has gone uh, in terms of uh, some of the drought challenges in some of the areas of uh, Siberia and uh, and the Volga region. So that one I'm I'm not clear, but the the tendency is clear is that production is going down, uh, but we need supplies to be worked lower as well too. Colin Young with Midwest Grain estimates there's still 140,000 tons of better quality chickpeas in storage from last year, plus the 2020 crop. That means no one is in a rush to sell until prices improve. The growers that uh, we speak with are very content to wait well into 2021 without needing to market their quantities of two years carryover or this year's because their perception is the market should firm. I do believe once we hit a 30 cent threshold, there will be a degree of participation from the farmer. The previous comments were made during the Canadian Special Crops Association conference held online last week. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were somewhat mixed this past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says feeder steers were moving up but heifers were somewhat mixed in their prices. This past week, Jim, uh, the Saskatchewan feeder steer prices were mainly higher, good news, uh, with the only exception being the 900-plus pound weight category. And so steers ranged anywhere from 214 per hundredweight lower to $4.90 per hundredweight higher compared to the previous week. So that higher number is pretty pretty exciting. And the largest reported week-over-week price increase uh, was reported for the 700 to 800-pound feeder steer weight category. And the weekly average steer price across all those weight categories was $200.29 per hundredweight in Saskatchewan. And then when we move on to the feeder heifer prices, they were somewhat mixed. And so both the 300 to 400 pound and 400 to 500 pound categories saw week over week increases. And they ranged from 88 cents per hundredweight to $4.80 per hundredweight. Prices for the 700 to 800 pound and then the 800 plus pound weight categories saw slight decreases, but only hovering around that 50 cent, 50 cent per hundred weight mark. And that was compared to the previous week, of course. And then the weekly average heifer price across all those weight categories was $185.86 per hundredweight in Saskatchewan. And what were the factors changing these prices this past week? Well, we can see that feeder marketings in Saskatchewan continue to rise, indicating that uh, the fall run is gearing up. And this was the first Friday, or last Friday was the first Friday in a while, that all the weight categories for both steers and heifers were reported in Saskatchewan. And then we also saw the markets for feed grains. They edged higher last week with both feed barley increasing as well as those corn markets. And then the futures markets, when we look at those for feeder cattle, they also ended on a positive note last week. So we're just going to keep an eye on how those two trends continue as the fall run carries on. What were marketing? 
So CANFACT reported a total of 6,555 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's down from the 5,403 head the previous week, and less than the 7,890 head that were marketed during the same week in 2019. And year-to-date, we're down 14%. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? So we've got good news for this market as well. Prices of live, non-fed cattle in Alberta increased compared to the previous week. And so the price of D2 slaughter cows increased $1.72 per hundredweight to average $84.36 per hundredweight. And then when we go to the D3 slaughter cows, they also saw an increase, and that was $0.06 per hundredweight over the previous week. And so they averaged out the week at $74.70 per hundredweight. And then for the cattle-fed market, the opposite story was true for the average average price of live steers in Alberta. And so prices for this class of cattle was $134.25 per hundredweight, down $1.50 per hundredweight from the average of $135.75 per hundredweight the last week. Natasha Wilkie is the Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading this morning at Viterra. Canola fell 60 cents at 465.17. Number one red spring wheat dropped 48 cents at 222.12. The rest were unchanged. Durham 268.22. Feed barley one hundred eighty-three dollars seventy cents. Flax five seventy-five oh six. Oats one seventy-three fifty-three. Yellow peas two hundred forty-eight dollars eighty-nine cents. And feed wheat one sixty-six sixteen. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures fell one and three quarter cents at five thirty-eight a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty-five seventy-four. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 22nd. Weyburn had a regular sale on September 16th. The market on slaughter cattle has dropped off a bit, as it usually does this time of year. Hefferet sold from $1 to $1.10. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.73 cents to $0.83. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.72. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.20. We had a pre-sorted yearling sale on the 14th. The market on yearlings has been strong. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.98 and sold up to $2.11. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.97 and sold up to $2.11. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $2.03. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.75 and sold it to $1.85. Heifers were about 15 to 20 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for both SIG4 and Brandon and BP4, TCP4 and Moose Jaw, the price is the same, $171.34 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report.